Welcome back to middle school. It's a zoo out there, so just be cool. Don't speak too loud, try to fit in. But if you don't, then you can be in. everyone and welcome to the Outfit Repeaters, an unofficial Lizzie McGuire recap podcast. I'm your host Marissa Cantor and with me as always is Sam Chung. Hello Marissa and uh, what an episode on our hands today. I am so fortunate that I got to go to Grubby Gulch and (laughs) all of the associated activities that go along with that. I'm just, I'm at a loss for words. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot. And as people who are, I would say, fairly well accustomed to historical period tourist attractions, just it just brought me back to a place I did not want to go. Grubby Gulch reminded me of like if Westworld was child friendly and also bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're just. There just wasn't a lot going on. The way that they talked about Grubby Gulch and the particularly the nostalgia that Joe McGuire had toward it was very reminiscent to me. I don't know if you have ever been to Storyland as a child. We went to Storyland. So Storyland is up in Vermont and I've been to Storyland. Oh, it's in New Hampshire. See, yeah. I've only been there once. And I was like three. <laughs> I guess I didn't know where I was. Like I was three. <laughs> uh, Storyland and Santa's Village. Have you been to Santa's Village? I have never been to Santa's Village. No. I have. Probably. I don't know all of these. All of these parks that you're referencing, the New England parks, like uh, what's the other one? Canopy Lake. Never went to Canopy Lake. My my parents, um, as I may have mentioned, are Disney people. So. Grubby Disney World is their Grubby Gulch. Yeah. And they reminisce about Disney World and the experiences that my brother and I had there in a similar way to Joe and Sam McGuire. See, we that was Storyland for us when we were as young as, you know, Joe was reminiscing back to when Lizzie was like three or four. We didn't start going to Disney until we were a little bit older. And so that the memory of Disney could be our memories and not just... You know, when parents take their two young children to Disney and it's more for the parents than it actually is for the kids. Yeah, I guess it's um, my my mom, I think, especially was always of the mindset of like, why would we waste our time with Storyland when we could just go to Disney? Because it was closer. It was a car ride away. I mean... A car, like we would always drive down to Disney. The car, the car was not an obstacle. Okay, well, not everyone is privileged enough to have their earliest experiences be straight to Disney. Sam, that's totally fair. I mean, yeah, if your first experience was Grubby Gulch, (laughs) I apologize. I hope that you had a a rootin' tootin' time. At Grubby Gulch. Well, talk about like just like cultural insensitivity and 
you know, a lot of the elements of the Disney parks that they are trying to rectify today and kind of undo some of that harm. All of that was in Grubby Gulch. Was it? I mean, just by nature, the like notion of the Old West and cowboys paints a very particular picture, a very white picture. Yeah, but obviously, like I said, this isn't Westworld. So like the Westworld version of Grubby Gulch, they're out like shooting um, Native Americans. They're going back to the saloon, except in it's actually a brothel. You know, this was a very, very child-friendly amusement park. Could you believe, though, that there was a shootout? There were guns on, I mean, not real guns, but even just like the imagery of guns on a live-action Disney Channel show was very interesting. I don't think that's that crazy. It's like when you go to a carnival, they have that game with like the gun and you try to like shoot the can. I don't know. Yeah, but this was meant to be a shootout depiction between cowboy robots really really bad animatronic action happening that's what i'm saying it's early west world they're, <laughs> they're really trying to get this together oh man i just i think that this was the episode where when i did my first rewatch i got to this episode and you know like we've said it's been very jarring post the eighth grade graduation episode to kind of like go back in time to even have more content. Once I got to Grubby Long John's old time review, I was like, well, that's enough. So I know, and we're supposed to believe that Gordo is just okay with Lizzie and Hezekiah. Are you serious <laughs> right now? Like He has no issue with that whatsoever. Ridiculous. Yeah, and that Gordo is actually hot for Clementine. Yeah, even though he has like serious problems with her name. It's crazy. It's very, this is just a bonkers episode that it's another AU, right? Like this isn't set. Yes. No, this. In um, the world of the show. It's, I feel weird about this episode because on the one hand, I really appreciate what they're trying to do with Sam and Joe and the fact that they're trying to do it in a slightly different way than what we've seen before, um, where Sam and Joe are just really struggling with the idea of their kids growing up and leaving them. And I think that the idea of taking your kid to a place that they really enjoyed as a child and rehashing and reminiscing about all these memories that you had there that now are just like so embarrassing to your core as a teenager, I can really resonate with that. But then the other half of me is just watching this episode and thinking this is supposed to be just this show about a girl and her friends and the middle school experience and in season two the writers just go on such like crazy thought experiments like between mexican game shows a theme park a western theme park six hours away <laughs> like i don't know that that's necessary to get this theme across although maybe they just really like the old west who am i to say i don't know yeah, no, I hear you. It almost felt like Sam and Joe were the protagonists of this episode. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> no, but like they had the like the um, the emotional arc in the story was more about them than it was about Lizzie in any way. Lizzie's just like, I don't want to do this. No, Lizzie had the what are you talking about? Lizzie had the clear emotional arc. She's like. At first, she's like, I don't want to be here. I hate be. I hate going to this park. I'm too old for this. This is stuff no, that we I did know. when I was a kid. And then she realized that she's not here for herself. 
She's here for her parents. But that is not... Okay, pull back for a second. You were an angsty teenager on a family trip. Sure. We know this. We have... I don't know if the listeners know this, but I know these stories. At any point during that experience, were you like, oh, I guess I'm not here for me. I guess I'm here for my parents. No, you were an angsty teenager who wanted to be home with your friends. Yeah, but my life is not like a television show. (laughs) I'm obviously the protagonist of my own story that I'm living. (laughs) I don't get the point you're trying to make. No, the point I'm trying to make is that I just don't feel like the arc in the story resonated for Lizzie. It like didn't ring true that she would like jump to that conclusion by the end of this episode. To me, what resonated more was the like learning to let go arc with the parents. Yeah, but I don't feel like they necessarily learned to let go. It's more Lizzie coming back to them and being like, I am growing up, but just because I'm growing up doesn't mean that we're done having new experiences. And she's looking forward to having these new experiences like that involve her parents just dumping a lot of money (laughs) and getting a car. (laughs) Yeah. And her first fat tuition check for college, which brings us back to once again, what does Sam McGuire do? I still don't know. Yeah. And you would think that if they are of means that they would be going on a nicer family trip than Grubby Long John's. Like, let's just be real. This feels very like not exciting. Oh, absolutely. And there's definitely a world in today's, you know, world of like universes and everything where they would just go to Disney World. Is that crazy? <laughs> Prime well, opportunity to market your own theme <laughs> that's park. so weird. And yet you're out here like, let's go to Grubby Long John's. I guess it's because, you know, they want Grubby Long John's to be this like humorous place. But I feel like if you are watching, like, for example, say you're watching your your favorite program, High School Musical, the musical, the series. They're 100 percent. They're 100 percent going to Disneyland if they're going to any theme park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're not going to fake. I, I don't know. Polar Bears and Penguins Park. Right. It's like, what is the musical? For High School Musical, the musical, the series season two, which premieres on May 14th. No, I'm not excited for it. Yes, I am literally counting down. (laughs) (laughs) It's Beauty and the Beast. They're doing a whole like ode to Alan Menken in season two. There's like a whole Alan Menken festival and the rival school is doing The Little Mermaid and their school's going to do Beauty and the Beast. That is how you just, you have all this content. This is how you advertise yourself. This is how you keep it within the Disney bubble. I feel like we should just jump right in now that I feel like we are already getting in the weeds of Grubby Long John and I can table any thoughts on Marvel and, you know, the fact that we watched the entirety of Shadow and Bone this weekend and have a lot of complicated feelings about it to next week. Or never. Whatever works. Does that I don't sound know good? that I don't know that I ever need to discuss Shadow and Bone in depth with anybody. True. I have I have friends I can unpack this with offline. Yeah. I mean, there's not really much to like it exists. I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't God's gift to television for me, but you obviously live in a very niche bubble. So <laughs> I do live in a niche bubble. I did not read the original trilogy and that made diving into the show 
confusing AF. So that's my biggest critique is just it not being as accessible to outside of fandom than I would have liked to see. Just it makes no sense. Yeah. I know that you were. I I was confused and you were just like, this makes no sense. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, and all of my favorite characters are from the Six of Crows duology. And we just got a whole new plot for these characters. And it's sort of a prequel to Six of Crows. I don't know. There's a lot to talk about. I think Sam said it best. It exists. Yeah. I don't think I'm as high on it as my Twitter feed is. But, I mean, we watched it all in like two days. So, that yeah, that show was the television equivalent of like the Maze Runner movie. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. Well, that also <laughs> made no sense. I know. I was like, <laughs> all right. So they made that. All right. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> would you watch a second season? I would if I had nothing else to watch. Or he would because I'm going to watch it and he'll be there for it. I, that, I feel like it's a, it's a kind of show where you'll be like, do you want to watch this? And I'll be like, eh, not right now. And then you'll just end up watching it by yourself. And then at a later time when I have exhausted everything that I want to watch, I'll be like, all right, I guess I can get into this. <sighs> I guess. Well, yeah, there's like no urgency. It just, yeah, I don't know. It was it was a thing. Yeah, if if future seasons get into the actual plot of the Six of Crows duology, sign me up. And I do think that the cast was great with what they were given. I think it was all, the cast was 10 out of 10. Everyone did a great job. The material was not a 10 out of 10. Those are my very bare bone thoughts. Yes. Um, and also, best relationship in the series, hands down, goes to Jesper and Milo. And if you know, you know. Let, let's do this. Today, we are talking about Lizzie McGuire, season two, episode 27, Grubby Long John's Old Time Review. In this episode, the McGuire family members are all psyched about making their annual journey to Grubby Gulch, a Wild West theme park. But Lizzie, Miranda, and Gordo are reluctant to go for the trip. This episode aired on March 14th, 2003. A Pi Day episode of Lizzie McGuire. But yeah, I mean, I think we teed it up with all of our preliminary thoughts. There's just a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the most interesting things to me, and you probably did not find this interesting, was that the McGuires actually own a car that we've never seen before. They own a Ford Excursion, which... No, I noted that they had a giant car. I was like, where did this come from? (laughs) Yeah, no, they own a Ford Excursion, which was an old, like, nine-passenger SUV. It could haul nine people in the car. This car was, I feel like, expensive. It doesn't exist anymore, right? No, I mean, it kind of, like... Did it become the Escalade? No, you're embarrassing yourself. (laughs) The Escalades are Cadillacs. (laughs) shows what i know about cars yeah no i mean ford used to have back in like the early 2000s there was obviously the ford explorer and then there was the ford expedition which was bigger than that and then there was the ford excursion which was the biggest one it's hard to tell how much that car was in 2001 but as the biggest one 
It looks like that was in the 40s. If it was decked out, you know, with the latest tech, it could have been up to upwards of 50K for a family with no income. In 2002. Yeah, yeah, in 2002 money, yeah. Wow. And also that car got like nine miles a gallon. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they, they're, they're getting money somewhere. No, I, I, know, I did notice the car, though. I was like, huh. I have to say that I thought, you know, Lizzie is doing a lot of complaining, but it's actually really nice that Sam and Joe are willing to bring Gordo and Miranda along for the trip. That felt like a big deal. I mean. To bring friends on a sleepaway vacation like that. I guess, yeah, the, I would say I agree with that. because, And the reason why I agree with that is because I feel like when you go on like a family vacation, there are so many things that are just designed for a family of four people. And then <laughs> as your family grows to include a fifth person and nay, a sixth person, it's just be, it just becomes unwieldy. Like when you have four people, you can split one hotel room, like two beds, boom, hotel. Now you have six people. What are you just supposed to sleep on the floor? Two rooms. I know. And I have to get a second room. And then how do you, how are you dividing up the rooms? I guess Lizzie and Miranda have to sleep in a bed because for Lizzie and Gordo to to share a bed that would be a little scandalous. Boys and girls, boys in one room and girls in the other. So you think Gordo is now gonna sleep with Sam and Matt McGuire? I do. They're bros. They're all gonna bro down together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a they really are bending over backwards to make Lizzie happy on this trip, and she's just not giving it back. I know. <laughs> I was like. Dang, girl, this is, this is, you have nice parents. No, Lizzie wants to go to France. Or water skiing. (laughs) (laughs) Water skiing or Paris. She wants to go visit Gammy McGuire and go water skiing wherever Gammy McGuire goes. I respect that. Well, I mean, she will end up getting to Europe eventually, right? Very soon. (laughs) Very soon. It is imminent. Do we have anything else to say before we just jump in to the recap? Yeah, Sam hurt himself playing chess. Oh, we were, that was the first thing I was going to say. <laughs> because what in the world? Sam McGuire, get it together. Yeah, yeah. How I, is that even possible? That is a sedentary event. Here's my, here's my thought process or my thought on this. So this is based, this is a real story. So my brother and I, one time we're playing chess outside. We, we found one of those like big, chess boards where you know the pieces are probably like three feet tall so you have to like pick them up and move them and so we were playing and then this old guy just started to watch us and he was just watching us play chess and I I uh, put my brother into check and then he tried to castle out of it and then this old man got really mad he like stood up and was like you can't castle out of check how dare you and then he just got like very upset and then he walked away just like mumbling to himself like this guy trying to castle out of check so i think sam mcguire tried to do a similar thing and then just got beaten up by some chess purist stranger <laughs> things have happened to sam yeah. mcguire i mean that checks out trying to castle out of check can't do that now we all know <laughs> you can't do it <laughs> i like that theory I also just like imagining a stranger getting really worked up over your chess. This was pre-Queen's Gambit also. I know. Chess wasn't even like in the common zeitgeist. 
I mean, chess has kind of always been in the zeitgeist. I don't know where you've been, but chess has been around for like hundreds and maybe maybe even thousands of years. I know, and I know <laughs> how to play chess. I never said you didn't myself. know how to play. I'm just saying that the Queen's I think it's funny Gambit. that you feel the need to defend yourself on that front. You're like, actually, I know how to play chess <laughs> before you even question me. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that the Queen's Gambit kind of gave chess a moment. All right. All right. All right. But yes, that is what we learned at the top of the episode. A chess injury kept the Maguires from going to Grubby Gulch last year. This is why we are seeing Grubby Gulch for the first time now in season two. Matt is very excited. And I thought that the dynamic between Matt and Lizzie, or not the dynamic, more so just like the difference in how receptive they are to Grubby Gulch rang really true and was really interesting when you have that younger sibling who is kind of on the precipice of like this is probably the last year Matt McGuire will love Grubby Gulch but like right now it is that sweet spot where he still believes and he's still ready to go and it's still the little kid that Sam and Joe want him to be in this moment yeah no he loves all the uh the food options that they have there (laughs) he's into it So then we cut to the theme song and we're back. It is very early the next morning. It is 5.30 a.m. and the Maguires are ready to go. At first I'm like, why so early? But then we learned that Grubby Gulch is six hours away from the Maguire residence. Yeah, I mean, that's going to take them, I don't know, squarely into... See, here's the th- is Grubby Gulch, are we thinking that it's in California or we think they cross state lines into like Nevada or Arizona? It's anybody's guess. <laughs> Who's to say? Yeah. What is your theory? I believe that it is somewhere in California. I don't know. I guess just six hours from LA, probably close to the Nevada border, but... Uh, so you think they're going east? Well, they can't go west. They could go north or south. <laughs> they can't go south for six hours. That would take them into Mexico. <laughs> It would uh, have to be either east or north, and I think it's, you know. It's got to be east. Yeah, because if you go north for six hours, then what, you're in San Francisco? Doesn't feel right. Doesn't feel like Grubby Gulch to me. Yeah, it doesn't feel like Grubby Gulch territory. (laughs) That feels more like uh, if there was maybe a Terminator park or like an iRobot-themed park, (laughs) something Silicon Valley-related. But, yeah, no, they have to get up at 5.30, and here's what I – here's how – uh, I explain it to to you as we prepare to go on a road trip of our own very soon. You know, just get up and get in the car and go back to sleep. Like, you don't need to do it. Like, just get up and get in the car. That's really all you need to do. Well, Gordo and Miranda were not having it. <laughs> yeah, Gordo is apparently very cranky in the morning. Rightfully so. Yeah. Matt is like, what is going on here? Tick tock, people. Also highly likely that they were awake until like 2 a.m. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like whenever you're a teenager and you have friends over, you're not going to bed early. Even if you have something to do, you're always like up until the early hours of the morning. The best part of a friendship sleepover up all night. Were you surprised that they slept in the living room? No, that feels right. And not Lizzie's room? Yeah, I mean, that feels right. Lizzie's room grows every time. It's true. There's there's enough space. We know there's enough space in there for a second bed. I always we always slept in the basement here when the I McGuire's have, have a basement. 
a subterranean level, if you will. Yeah, subterranean level. But yeah, Matt is full of energy in the morning. He is listing all of the different food he is planning to eat once he gets there. I didn't catch any of the any of the names of the They're basically dishes, they're basically all sweets or candy. Yeah, I caught that one was like 10 scoops of ice cream. No, it's 20 scoops of ice oh. cream in a 10-gallon hat. Oh my god. And if you eat it all, you get to keep the hat. We learn that Lizzie's true plans are to bring Gordo and Miranda, but ditch Grubby Gulch as soon as possible, go to, quote, the mall, because there's always a mall, and just hang out when they get there. Yeah, I was, um, when the episode started, I thought it was just going to be a day trip, and then when they said six hours, I was like, wait, are they staying over? And then this was quickly confirmed by Sam, like, throwing a suitcase into the back of the car, and I was like, oh, this is actually a big ordeal. Yeah, it's a full trip. That's why I was like, this is such a, this is so nice of the Maguires to bring Miranda and Gordo along. I mean, I don't think it costs that much to go to Grubby Gulch, TBH. True, but it's like they took something that was explicitly a family thing growing up and they just wanted to make Lizzie happy and allowed her friends to join in. I thought that that was very I know, where where are Lanny and Melina? Not needed because Matt is (laughs) enough on his own. That would have been a more interesting dynamic, though. I feel like... Like, hold up, hold up. I'm having a vision. Imagine <laughs> if this show, was, this episode was the other way around, and it was just Lizzie, and we got Matt, Melina, and Lanny just wreaking havoc in Grubby Gulch. That would have been a fun episode. Yeah, that would have been interesting. I mean, I feel, like we said, they've got a Ford excursion. There's space for nine people, and I feel like... If I'm Matt McGuire, you have, le- like, Lizzie's bringing two friends. You can also bring two friends. And I feel like, why wouldn't he have done that? That just feels like such a map, like, noticing that Lizzie is doing something and then demanding equal treatment, a Matt McGuire thing to do. Yeah, the answer probably lies within the budget. I mean, they had enough to make six shootout participants. Yeah, and two, in, in all fairness, two random <laughs> locals. I know. They they had enough for uh, Hezekiah. And Clementine. Not enough for Heath, though. Heath never showed up. <laughs> no idea what Heath looks like, but he works out. He's a 13-year-old who works out. <laughs> Do we even know he's 13? I was kind of under the assumption that he was maybe a little older, and it was kind of a sketchier situation. I mean, that could also be true. <laughs> I mean, how old did you think that Hezekiah... I, I keep saying it. His real name is Cody, but how old did you think that Hezekiah was? <laughs> No, I thought that they were they all around the same age, but Heath is Clementine's brother. What if it also, was a young it would have been funny if the gag was it was a younger brother who was like Matt <laughs> McGuire's age. <laughs> Oof. I know. How how low must Clementine's self esteem be where she's identifying that he's the more attractive brother? <laughs> I know that <laughs> he's was a really good looking sad. one. Like <laughs> Clementine, you were cute too. Give yourself some credit, girl. Yeah, what a self burn. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get into the Hezekiah and Clementine of it all. Can but... we talk a little bit about how Lizzie so Lizzie didn't tell Gordo and Miranda that this is six hours away, which I feel like is something that they could have verified on their own before coming. But one thing that she yeah, does she kind of kidnaps them. One thing that she does say is that if they'll go <laughs> 
Lizzie will let Miranda borrow all of her clothes whenever she wants. She'll probably marry Gordo, and she's going to give them $1,000 each in cash. (laughs) Where is this coming from? You know, I I cannot say. A thousand... I last time she had to cobble money together, she didn't even have like ten dollars. <laughs> now she has two grand to split between them. That's crazy. I know. And where did Mary and Gordo come from? I know. And does Hezekiah know that that arrangement exists? And also, Gordo has a question. What about that Ronnie guy? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this was another. I mean, we didn't explicitly give Miranda her cue, but Miranda is here. She is great. She is, I think, underutilized again, though. But I'm not going anywhere. Definitely underutilized. I really don't like when they make Miranda just this, like, thirsty teen. (laughs) Yeah, that was her role in this episode. And Lizzie also being like, stop paying attention to Miranda, Hezekiah. I know, they make (laughs) her the third wheel, but never actually. She's just, like, there. Yeah, she (laughs) is. I felt bad for her. She always does. Well, the thing about Lolaine is that she is so underrated. Like she always gives it a hundred and kills it with the material that she is given, but she is not often gifted the best material. And it's really unfortunate. You know, I wish we got that spinoff show that never was with Lolaine and Selena Gomez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyways, we get our first of, I think, two montages This is a very classic road trip montage. Very Are We There Yet? Road trip gains. I don't really call this a montage. I don't think a montage is the right description. Okay, well, they're cruising through. We never actually see them. It's just like a shot of a car. It's just the the car driving toward Grubby Gulch. They're singing Old Susanna, the song of the episode. Not my favorite song, but a song nevertheless. And then we arrive. And we're at Grubby Gulch. And to me, okay, so my very first reaction to Grubby Gulch is like, oh, so this is kind of like an Old West version of Plymouth Plantation. Like, oh, this is really rough aesthetically, right? Like there are actual dirt roads. I mean, yeah, that's why I'm saying it probably didn't cost that much to pay for Gordo's and uh, Miranda's entrances to the park as well. And they probably could get in still for the child price. Um, because I feel like theme parks didn't get really skimpy with child prices until the mid-2000s. It wasn't so much an amuse. Like, it didn't seem like there were things to ride or do. It just felt like little vignettes, if you will. Um, excuse me, there's one mechanical cow. <laughs> Not a bull, a cow. <laughs> that you can ride. And they're greeted immediately by Grubby Long John, who says this. With gravy on it. With gravy on it. (laughs) (laughs) And that was, I think, the precise moment where I pieced out. Because that's where the episode (laughs) started. (laughs) When we started watching it. I was like, well, that's enough. Oh, yeah. Grubby Long John is terrifying. Uh, But he makes Matt his new deputy. I think he said deputy. <laughs> I don't. I think that that actor has never seen the word deputy before. Deputy. And this is where Lizzie is like, okay, so I'm gonna go to the mall. There's stuff to do there. Yeah. How is she gonna get to the mall? She's gonna go to the mall. Okay, but I repeat, how is she getting to the mall? That's like asking how the fold was created. Who knows? How was the fold? 
<laughs> Please no. I never want to talk about this show again. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, she has no Uber. She's six hours from home. Does she even know where the mall is? Uber didn't even exist. No. I don't think she even has a phone to call a taxi service. She's just going to walk to a mall. I appreciate the grit. She probably should have said something in the car before they got to Grubby Gulch. Yeah. And she's like, Mom, I've seen Grubby Gulch, and it hasn't changed since I was four. So, yeah, it hasn't changed since she was four, and that includes the shootout at the Lazy Eye Stable, which is announced over the PA pretty much immediately after they get there. And so they walk over, and the shootout is six mannequins with toy guns. Yeah, like animatron, like bad animatronic mannequins. And there is a shootout, and then one of the mannequins just like keels forward in half. Um, and it's like a sixty-second show. Tops. I mean, it, it repeats every ninety seconds, so <laughs> it has to be short. Which makes it weird that they would announce it over the loudspeaker. Like, does that just air constantly? All day. Like, every 90 seconds, they're like, come over and see the show. Yeah, so Lizzie and Gordo Miranda peace out to go get some popcorn at one of the saloons. And this is where we meet the aforementioned Hezekiah. Did you like how she, like, sounded out his name? Like, uh... Uh, I, I did like that. And Hezekiah... He may be 13, but he has the mindset of a 60-year-old man. He's just like, I hate my job. <laughs> I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah. What a seasoned employee he seems. Yeah, and his real name is Cody. This is just his saloon name. No, but Corey. I think, what did I say, Cody? Yeah, his name <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was about to say is that real names don't matter. We're calling him Hezekiah. That is his name. And he has his flirt game on. He'll give Lizzie popcorn on the house if she tells him her name. And uh, surprise, surprise, Lizzie likes it here now. This is the thing about Lizzie. It's just like it's it's not so much the who in terms of a guy giving her validation. It's like if any any guy gives her validation. It's like the second Gordo starts to have eyes for her, she's like, oh, Gordo, maybe, hmm. I mean, this is harmless flirting. This is like, I understand that it's like nice to feel desirable in like a harmless flirting scenario, but Hezekiah moves real quick. Hezekiah doesn't mess around. (laughs) Like I said, he's a 60-year-old in a 13-year-old's body, so. But you know, in terms of scenarios, I think that they play it well, right? They have a buddy system here on both sides. No one's doing anything alone. This is a big. This becomes a big group date situation. And how convenient for everybody except Miranda, who has to go on a blind date with Heath. <laughs> Don't worry, he's the good-looking sibling. Yeah, I'm. I was surprised that Gordo had like no reaction to Lizzie going out with uh, Hezekiah, especially after he shows up to her date with Ronnie. He seems pretty unfazed. Literally no reaction, and he's all wrapped up in Clementine, the lemonade maid. You know what I just realized? You are confusing uh, Corey, a.k.a. Hezekiah, with Cody Pearson. Of course. (laughs) Of course it was. Don't confuse Cody Pearson with anybody, (laughs) all right? Cody Pearson is one of a kind. Cody Pearson. He's Cody Pearson. 
God. Show some respect. Did you like it when Gordo just completely drags Clementine? Well, Gordo was really dragging everybody. He's like, hey, so, uh, Corey, why would you work here? Like, this sucks for you. (laughs) (laughs) Why wouldn't you want to go, like, work at a movie theater or something? And then Clementine comes in out of nowhere, and she's like, oh, I'm on the wait list for the movie theater job. (laughs) Which doesn't exist. I'm sorry, Clementine, but someone's been really lying to you <laughs> if they told you you were on a wait list for an entry-level position. And he wasn't even just, like, job at a movie theater. He's, like, scraping the gum off the bottom of the seats at the movie theater. Like, that would be better than this job. Yeah, and um, because Hezekiah is obviously a fake name, Gordo assumes that Clementine, that's the name on her name tag, uh, is also a fake name, but uh, nope, that's her real name, and that's super awkward now. <laughs> Gordo is so awkward. But she doesn't care. She has, like, no reaction. She's like, that's my real name. But, like, let's go to the movies. Oh, my God. And Lizzie, such a bad friend. Corey is like, hey, so uh, why don't you introduce me to, like, the third person in your <laughs> group? And Lizzie is like, oh, why can't Miranda just, like, go away? Yeah. But I'm not going to <laughs> You're going to regret that real soon, Lizzie. Thanks for being such a lousy friend. Miranda is then introduced. And don't worry, we'll set you up with Clementine's brother, Heath. Yeah, and immediately she's like, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, I get to go on a date with the with the good looking. Like, first of all, again, so mean to Clementine. Clementine's so mean to herself. This has got to feel good for Gordo, especially after last episode. I don't want to go out with a short guy. <laughs> yeah, Gordo needs this pick-me-up. He really does. And they agree to meet up for a mall and movie date at 7.30. Same question. How are they getting to the mall? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, who's in charge of West Rafka and what do they want? Well, you stuff. <laughs> Get that out of here. I will start actively telling people not to watch it (laughs) instead of my current state of ambivalence. (laughs) I think I'm funny. So then we are back with the rest of the McGuire's at an all-you-can-eat lunch buffet. Gordo is fairly skeptical that Lizzie's parents will let them go to the movies. It sounds like he's also skeptical of just the buffet in general. Yeah, I mean, that seems fair. Don't worry, use the breadsticks as a wall. Pro tip. (laughs) That really felt like something you would say. Use the breadsticks as a a wall to contain the rest of your food. Yeah. I may or may not have stopped at Olive Garden just to get breadsticks within the past week. Yeah, as a breadstick connoisseur. I am a breadstick connoisseur. (laughs) And Lizzie's like, yeah, no, it'll be fine. I mean... There's nothing to do here at night, so why can't we? And in this moment, I'm like, and I was feeling this way throughout the episode. I'm like, where is everybody else in this park? Like, it feels like a very thin audience. I mean, are you that surprised that Grubby Gulch is not at capacity? I mean, have you seen this park? Yeah, but they could have at least tried to make it seem like it was more interesting than it was. No. I I would not buy that. I mean, they don't even have the budget for live actors to do their shootout. I wish they went to the zoo. Yeah, they could have gone to Animal Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, 
Yeah, and then I thought this was fun, actually. So Joe tries to reminisce with Lizzie about something embarrassing that she used to do uh, with the piano, and I thought that was fun. I wish that the entire episode was just uh, Joe McGuire dragging Lizzie. That would have been the perfect episode. They go to this park, and Lizzie just feels bad about herself. (laughs) Well, those were the moments of the episode that rang the most true, I thought, were just trying to recapture those memories i know and then gordo is like lizzie show us and she doesn't like i wish that they had just taken a moment to or they had taken a minute to let that moment breathe and lizzie could have just reenacted what she used to do and then just died of embarrassment nope gotta keep on moving and in a crazy turn of events sam mcguire busts in all excited guess what he got tickets to Grubby Long John's Old Time Western Review. Look at him. He's getting tickets to go see Aaron (laughs) Carter. He's getting tickets for Grubby Long John's. Who is this man? I can't believe I'm going to meet Aaron (laughs) Carter. What is his power? These tickets are apparently impossible to get, which, like I said, based on the number of people at Grubby Gulch, does not seem like a likely story. I know. I'm good. (laughs) Wow, it's like all your Sam McGuire clips were just waiting for this moment. I feel like you've just set me up here. And this is where the conflict comes into play. The tickets for Grubby Long Johns are at 7.30. What else is at 7.30? Their triple date with the strangers in the saloon. Whatever will they do? Well, whatever will they, I mean, Lizzie has a plan. Uh, So later they're watching this blacksmith demonstrate how to make different kinds of horseshoes. And Lizzie tells Gordo and Miranda that here's what we're going to do. We're going to make her parents believe that they're enjoying themselves. They're going to go, they're going to like really, really overcompensate. And that way, when they pretend that they're sick later, their parents will just be like, oh, well, that's too bad. But they'll never suspect that they're trying to purposefully avoid going to Grubby Long John's Old Time Western Review. What do you think of that plan, Sam? I mean, it's good if you have parents that just don't care. <laughs> like, um, Obviously, you know, later they enact this plan, and I feel like any normal parent would be like, you feel like you're going to be sick? Like, let's go to the first aid or back to the hotel. But they're like, no, no, we'll just stay here. Uh, I don't know. Like, I have personally been at theme parks where, not myself, but my brother has gone on rides and then subsequently gotten sick. And every time it's like, and you can see it coming, and you're like, yo, he needs to go to, like, the medical area, like, now. Yeah, I hear that. I feel like as far as plans go, Lizzie McGuire has definitely had worse plans. But you're right. It assumes that Sam and Joe are just going to be like, that they are going to care more about grubby long johns than the well-being of their children. It totally does, which is not a great look for them as parents. It's true. Um, but Gordo and Miranda are like, that is the best plan I have ever heard. Good plan, McG. Good plan, McG. I know. California, here we come. Good good job, McG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it's like they flip a switch. And become so over-the-top excited about Grubby Gulch. 
Yeah, no, and this is where the the montage of the episode comes in, right? They're riding their cow. They're Playing throwing in the hay. Yeah, they're wa- they're watching a woman do her laundry. They're dancing, taking a photo with Grubby Long John, vandalizing the shootout exhibit, all with a bad sepia filter <laughs> coloring it. And then we get to the next scene where they are now dressed in period costumes. That they just, I don't know, did they bring these with them? Are they... I i kind of imagine that they were in sort of like a photo booth-esque kind of area. And this just seemed like you would put on the outfit and then there were a bunch of stations around the room where you could have your photo taken. Maybe COVID has colored my perception on this scene. It seems gross. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. When you think about the things that we used to do now in the setting of a a pandemic obviously you wouldn't do a lot of those things for example like when you used to go to a photo booth and there would be fun props you probably wouldn't have that anymore or like putting on strange hats or like boas i never did that anyways i'm too much of a germaphobe for that you are just no fun i lived in fear of before no (laughs) before the rona there was lice and i lived in fear of them um, but yeah, so they're dressed up in these period costumes for a family photo. And then, oh my God, is that a photo of the Maguires over there on the wall for no real reason except to serve the plot? Why, yes, there is. Yeah, and now Joe is spiraling again for what feels like the second time in three or four episodes. Yeah, we saw this same exact monologue play out, I think, in the final episode. Not the, you know what I mean. The middle school, last day of middle school episode. Yeah. Where she's she's like, like, oh, you're growing up so fast. You're going to go to high school and then you're going to graduate and then you're going to go to college and then you're going to be married. Yeah. And uh, Lizzie feels a little bit bad now, but it's not going to stop her (laughs) from going through with this plan. Yeah. And then just on cue, they all play sick. They do a really bad job of it, but they are believed. And the worst part is they didn't even wait to get the picture. They take the picture after they flee. How rude. Yeah, but no. And then, so yeah, here's where it comes to, um, this plan comes to its conclusion. And Joe and Sam are like, oh, well, we'll take you back to the hotel. And it doesn't take much convincing for them to be like, well, no, we'll just leave you here. Joe is like, well, you should probably go lie down. Joe McGuire, they're in a theme park. Where are you just going to go lie down? Yeah. So it did appear that Grabby Long John's old-time review was more important than the children. Wow. Wow. How rude. Then we cut to Lizzie, Gordo, and Miranda meeting Hezekiah and Clementine. No Heath. No Heath, no. Yeah, he's going to meet them there because he has to work out first. Well, yeah, they get there. So they get there just in the nick of time. Apparently, Clementine was worried that they might not show up, but it turns out that Gordo is actually Mister Show Up. Yeah, Gordo <laughs> really starts babbling here. Yeah, I liked the line, and I don't think this. I think this came before, and we skipped over it. But Gordo's talking about at one point how going to the mall will be really good for him developmentally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He really needs this for just many reasons. Well, like we said, after the Parker rejection. I know. He needs this. It's too much for me, though. And for those reasons, I'm out. (laughs) Shark Tank. 
<laughs> yeah, and then Hezekiah puts his arm around Lizzie. Like he he this this guy moves. Yeah, this this guy hey, he's got some moves. Yeah, he's like, let's get out of here. And typical Lizzie McGuire feels guilty and she actually ends up ditching the movie plans. And meeting her parents at Grubby Long John's. Now, well, you didn't describe how how we ended up here. So Lizzie has this moment where she envisions sort of like an alternate alternate reality, where she says that yeah, they should just go on the date, and then they go, and then her inner voice is like, but that's not actually what happened. And then there's like a rewind, and then we see what actually happens. This exact scenario actually happened in the movie that um ivan and carlin and i just watched a couple weeks ago hyde park on hudson where laura linney has this flash her has this moment where she's imagining just yelling at fdr and then she flashes or then she rewinds and she's like but i didn't actually do that this is a crazy editing choice always for me it's always so frustrating because you always want them to do what they didn't actually do. Yeah, it's weird. It kind of takes you out of the moment. That's kind of why I just slid right on over it. But I appreciate you bringing up. Well, I just feel like if you also watched Hyde Park on Hudson, <laughs> not that you would, I feel like five people have seen Hyde Park on Hudson and <laughs> Ivan Carlin and I are three of them. <laughs> <laughs> but if you had, then you would have also noticed this parallel. But then we're at Grubby Long John's. Sam and Joe are like, eh, this trip was kind of a dud. Matt is in a food coma. Like, literally, it's very, and they don't seem concerned. (laughs) They're just like, eh. Like, they're bad. We're learning. They don't care that Lizzie is sick. They don't care that Matt is (laughs) comatose. Yeah, and Lizzie shows up, and it seems like Gordo and Miranda may have gone on to the movies. I mean, yeah, can we get some explanation here? Like, where are they? And why are Joe and uh, Sam not the least bit concerned that Lizzie has shown up here by herself? Yeah. She's like, oh, they're fine. What? How is that? Po- or, well, I mean, I guess for Miranda, things have really shifted. She's gone from afterthought to two guys. <laughs> Heath and Hezekiah. Yeah, now she has her pick. Wouldn't it be great to see uh, a spinoff Heath and Hezekiah? <laughs> sitcom the, considering we don't even know who Heath is I think this is really the content that nobody is asking for oh well I guarantee I can make a Heath and Hezekiah sitcom and it will be better than 85% of the episodes of Lizzie McGuire that we've seen do it all right I, I will write I will write it challenge accepted and you know what Maybe in a future podcast, we can do a table reading of Ethan Hezekiah. (laughs) I would love that. (laughs) All right. Challenge accepted. Would I be Hezekiah or Keith? I don't know. Well, see, there are a lot of characters in this world. I'm just trying to envision like where you would fit best. Um, Okay. 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 Can we finish this? Can Can we wrap this up? Let's reel it in. Lizzie is there. She is having fun with her family. They start singing old Susanna. I think it's oh, Susanna. I don't think she's old. (laughs) I think I realized that (laughs) as I was saying it, which is why that got so awkward. (laughs) (laughs) They are singing oh, Susanna. 
Oh, don't you cry for me. I come from Alabama with banjo on my knee. This entire episode reminded me of Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah, that feels right. And there was a long time where we would go to Disney World and my parents would be like, do you want to go see Country Bear Jamboree? And my brother used to love Country Bear Jamboree. And I would be like, no, <laughs> I don't really. And no. then they made a Country Bear Jamboree movie. It just spiraled so much out of control. No one asked for a Country Bear Jamboree movie. Did you watch that movie? No. You know what I'm talking about? You know I what know what you're talking about. And I will never watch that movie. <laughs> I have like a moral opposition to Country Bear Jamboree. Oh my God. The Country Bears came out in 2002, literally <laughs> around this time. Oh my God. This is crazy. Wait, this cast is also crazy. Oh yeah. Christopher Walken, Haley Joel Osment, Brad Garrett. <laughs> it's a miracle that after the failure that was uh, Country Bears, they were like, hey, let's do uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. A sharp pivot. They really went on a kick there for a short time. There was like the Haunted Mansion. They were like, let's just turn all these theme park rides into movies. Yeah, I think Pirates was probably the only one that stuck. But then they killed it with too many. You didn't go see the uh, Spaceship Earth movie? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That it's, It was called Gravity with Sandra Bullock. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's put a pin in this episode let's talk about some outfits i think that that was the end i mean if you want to put a pin in this out uh in this episode the outfits are probably not the place to go because the episode uh the outfits in this episode were crazy let's do this yeah i want to start in the house because marissa joe mcguire has your favorite color scheme going on as does lizzie Ugh. I meant Joe McGuire specifically because she's got an orange shirt with a red sweatshirt. And it reminds, I wear this, I wear these colors ironically because I know you hate it. Yeah, like literally yesterday, <laughs> Sam marches into my space with a red t-shirt and orange gym shorts. And I'm like, you're an abomination. That was today, so. <laughs> that was today? No. That was literally this morning. <laughs> You know what? It's been a really long day. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, it is actually 12.04 a.m. right now. So no, don't make excuses for yourself. It was yesterday. No, 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 no. And Lizzie looks like she's ready for the Cheetah Girls. As were we all. Even those slippers in the next scene. Believe it, mister. We're Cheetah Girls, Cheetah Sisters. Okay, that's enough. Gotta do what gotta do. Have the brains with the power and they speak the truth. You go everywhere, all around the world, and you best respect the Cheetah Girls. Sorry. Wow, thank you for gracing us with <laughs> that. <laughs> I don't know whether I prefer that or old Susanna. <laughs> <laughs> You're so mean to me, specifically. Matt McGuire, look at him with his raccoon hat. That's just very um, Huckleberry Finn to me. I'm not a big fan of wearing animals as hats, TBH. I feel like you're not a big fan of anything with animals yeah i hate animals <laughs> no, no you love animals i do love animals that's why other way around that's true today you got mad at me for not killing a spider i was literally like kill it and sam's like why it's just it's just a spider yeah it was just a spider it's not hurting us all right let's talk about uh grubby long john now anybody with the first name grubby very sus 
But Grubby Long John comes in and uh A lot of orange in this episode. He's got like something he's got the the twig in the teeth or the straw in his teeth. He looks kinda like Santa Claus, but if you just put him in a, a western. Yeah, he does. And named him Grubby. And named him Grubby. <laughs> Gordo choosing to wear white pants to Grubby <laughs> to Grubby Gulch was a bold choice. He knows there's no paved roads here, right? <laughs> They're also, they really layered up here. Outdoor shoots. It's cold. Both Gordo and uh, Miranda. I like her jacket. I would wear it. Do you want to talk about Hezekiah? And his blue, blue eyes. And his blue, blue <laughs> eyes. <laughs> and that necklace. I mean, his outfit. So I guess this is just the uniform is just a pinkish shirt with just saloon designs. I'm not sure. Clementine, they really make her go all out. Yeah, they really do. She looks like she came right out of Little House on the Prairie. I mean, they're in the same outfit for most of the day. Then they get into their photo saloon looks. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make a really niche reference that most people are probably not going to get. But there's this restaurant at uh, Universal in Orlando, um, this like chocolate emporium restaurant. And there's this lady... Oh my god! That just like runs around like uh uh I don't know interrupting everybody's dinner, and she's followed by this robot in a top hat, <laughs> and that's all that I see when I see Joe and Sam McGuire here in this in this scene. Wow, that's actually spot on, <laughs> Sam. Oh my god, I forget what's the now I'm forgetting what that restaurant is even called. I just know it's called like the Chocolate Emporium. That's what it's called. What do you mean? No, it's somebody's chocolate emporium. The uh, the toothsome chocolate emporium. If you know, you know. <laughs> and here's Liz. Speaking of boas. Lots of feathers on Lizzie McGuire and her hair around her neck. I mean, it's a cute look. I don't hate it. Matt's ready to go as well. He is, yeah. They really dressed up. And it makes you wonder, like, what happened to their real clothes? Yeah, it really does. That's why I was Because they, like, like full-on changed. They like, there's full-on no, changed. There's no, in, like, indication that their old clothes are anywhere in the vicinity. No. And that's why I'm like, are these their clothes? But, like, there's no way. <laughs> it's all very confusing. Yeah, and Gordo's dressed up kind of like a robber. Zorro? Zorro? Perhaps? Yeah. Now we got Clementine out of uniform and uh, <laughs> Hezekiah as well. Hezekiah looks like he just put on, like, a soccer jersey. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, an Abercrombie sweatshirt. Yeah. And meanwhile, Clementine has... What a choice. So she has... I don't even know. So she has, like, a turtleneck. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, a cardigan over her turtleneck. Yeah, and she put on a lot of lipstick. (laughs) She did. For this date with Gordo. So... Then we get to the old time review. I just think that it's it's uh, worth pointing this out because apparently it was the source of like 95% of the bloopers that we saw in the episode. But Sam McGuire's hat, way too small for his head. Yes. <laughs> and apparently Hallie Todd just could not take it. She could not. And I didn't think it was as funny as she did personally. Yeah, she just lost it. Her hat's not as great. It's like a hat with an arrow going through it, but the two sides of the arrow don't line up. All right, and that's uh, season two, episode 27, Outfits. Yeah, Grubby Long John's old-time review. That happened. I'm ready to move on. Are you? 
from the outfits? From this episode. You didn't say who your MVP is. I know. I'm just saying in general, I'm ready to move on. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, MVPs. Who is yours? I'm super tempted to go with Hezekiah. Just a really <laughs> confident young lad who uh, just does it. He goes in, does his work, and uh, I don't know. I don't really know anything else about him, but he seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. But unfortunately, I just don't know enough about him. He's no Cody Pearson, obviously. Uh, so I can't in good faith give him today's MVP. I don't know. I think, uh, once again, for the second straight episode, I think it's got to go to Lizzie McGuire here. You know, she ultimately comes around at the end and realizes that this trip is not about her. It's more about her parents. Um, she does just, like, ditch her friends, which is a little bit concerning because they're six hours from home, and now they are off with two people that they've met for five minutes and Heath, who we never met. <laughs> so that's a little bit con concerning. But I mean, as far as like the Maguires as a unit go, Lizzie McGuire, I think, had a, a really good emotional journey. And um, I could see an argument for Matt McGuire too, but I don't know. His coma turned me off a little bit. I was like, I don't like that. <laughs> so yeah, no, Lizzie McGuire gets another MVP here from me. I respect that. I think I will give it to Matt just so that Lizzie doesn't go two for two, two weeks in a row. Wow, that feels like a conspiracy. No, it's not a conspiracy. I do think that for me, Matt was there to have a good time. He was given the Maguires everything they wanted. He delivered in terms of energy. Who else would it go to if not Matt McGuire or Lizzie McGuire? Grubby Longjohn himself. So I think, I think for creating <laughs> Grubby Gulch, obviously. I, I think we just split the difference here. Give it to the Maguire children. Wow. Episode. All right. Cool. So that is another episode of the Alpha Repeaters in the books, talking about Lizzie Maguire season two, episode twenty-seven, Grubby Longjohn's old time review. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Alpha Repeat Pod. Or email us at alphaRepeatersPodcast at gmail.com. This episode, uh, as well as all of our other episodes, are available either at our website, www.paginatedmedia.com slash OutfitRepeaters, or on any platform where podcasts are available. And coming up here at Paginated Media, Marissa, tomorrow you are back with another episode of Older and Wiser? Yes, we are. And on Thursday, Ivan... Carlin and I will be back on Crowning Around talking about A Royal Night Out, a movie that is available and it's entirely on YouTube, so you know it's going to be good. And we'll be back next Tuesday with another episode of The Elf Repeaters, where we will be discussing Lizzie McGuire, Season 2, Episode 28, The Greatest Crush of All. Hunky English <laughs> teacher. <laughs> I'm just reading the description and this is wild.